If you find value in the content we provide, consider the tip jar. All the details are in the show notes of every episode. Thanks in advance. This has been an ACB community call. Today's Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Unmute. Here at the top, we just want to remind you that we're going to get through all first questions. And if we get through everyone, then we'll take second questions. Also, we want to remind everyone to please be respectful and let everyone ask their question the same respect you would want your questions asked. And don't be shy. There is no dumb questions. So we will try and answer whatever question you have, as long as it's technology related. Uh, also, I wanted to run, remind everyone tonight that we have in bits, we have Mac Bytes with bits tonight starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. So you can check that out if that's something you're interested in. And as always, I got Michael Doyce with me. Hey, Michael, how's it going? Hi, Marty. It's good to be here. We've had a few new podcasts on the IACast network. We've had a programmatic few episodes, one on learning Git and one on... Um, some programming trends in 2024. We've had new episodes of Spanish with Carla on the different body parts, how to say them in Spanish. We've had a new episode of the IA cast talking about our tech predictions. Very awesome episode, a lot of AI. So go listen to that. And I believe that's everything on this side of the fence. So back to you, Marty. Thanks, Michael. And also, as always, we got Michael Babcock with us. Hey, Michael, how's it going? Hello, Marty. It's going well. So uh, we, I can't tell you, ah, actually, I can't. So yesterday, we published Technically Working uh, with Demasi and I. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get through this sometimes. Uh, it gets a little bit difficult when you're uh, working with some Creative Internet Solutions. So give that episode a listen if you're curious about what I'm talking about. Um, and then we actually didn't publish anything else except for the Tuesday call last week. Um, Blindshell Classic 2 users, you may have heard an announcement yesterday on Blindshell 101 and beyond. And if you follow me on Mastodon, that the Be My AI feature is coming to the Be My Eyes app. Uh, it's my understanding that we started slowly rolling We'll slowly roll that out today. Uh, so if you don't have the update right now, uh, look throughout this week to in the app catalog under the updates and your Be My Eyes app should have an update. And once it's updated, you'll have the Be My AI feature, which will be the feature of tomorrow's shell phone show. So that's what I got for you, Marty. Do you have a question for me? I have a question of the day. And the question of the day is backing up your stuff, computers, devices, all of that. Do you have a backup solution? And if you do, what is it? Are you using an external hard drive? Are you using an external hard drive and a service, cloud, everything? If you're using a backup uh, strategy, I, we'd love to hear what it is. And if you don't have one, you should try and get one because you don't want to lose your data. <laughs> I'm going to answer this real quick before we go to these questions because I want to answer it on three levels. So number one, on the Mac, I back all my data up by saving it to an external hard drive. Um, and that's where my Dropbox folder is. So all of my data is on the external hard drive, and that's also being synced with Dropbox. I need to get something like Backblaze installed so I have a, a redundant backup. For my phone, I just use Apple backups. Uh, so you plug it in and it backs it up to your phone. And then for websites, if you're interested in backing up your website, I am very fond of the Updraft suite of products, uh, especially if you're a WordPress user, because Updraft will back up your website for you before you make any changes, including installing updates to themes or plugins. And you can also set it to do daily or weekly automatic backups. Sheila, who do we got first? Ibrahim. Hey, Ibrahim. Hello. So um, I have an external hard drive that I back everything up to. Actually, I have several drives on my computer and I got it set up such a way that um, only my programs are on my main drive and everything else is everywhere else. So um if my uh, windows crashes it's 
all my info is safe. Um, so the question I have is um, on the iPhone a while ago, I enabled um, audio, I forgot what, audio exposure in health, the notification that lets you know when your earphones has been too loud for a week or so. Mm-hmm. And I can't seem to turn it off. I do not want to format my phone. Um, yeah, I don't know how to turn it off. I go in there, it just says it's on. I click it, nothing happens. It's not what about, toggle. did you try looking at notifications and see if maybe you can turn it off in notifications? Um, I didn't check notifications. I just went to off. Um, I'll check notifications. I'm not sure it's there, but if you can't yeah. turn it off anywhere else, it might be a good place to check in notifications. You're just probably going to have to scroll way down yeah. and see if it's there. If it is, and you can turn it off there, it won't notify you anymore. Okay. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. All right. Debbie Hazelton. Hey, Debbie. Hi. Um, hey there. You know, I think this is the M&M and m show because it's three M names, you guys. Yep. It's <laughs> okay. Michael's to the power of two. I- <laughs> so my, I used to invite people to Zoom and get everything, you know, get calendar invites out. For some reason now, I'm having a harder time doing it. I know Zoom keeps updating. <laughs> so what you tell me today might be different in a week. <laughs> or in an hour. But yeah, in an hour. Um, I'm having a hard time once. And I think yesterday I was on Windows. I have to try it again from my iPhone. But when I got to attendees, I was... I was stuck. Only one of my attendees' names showed up, but even then I didn't know what to do to get to the others and to get that stuff out so that they could get added to my calendar and their calendar invites. So that's my question. <laughs> You're on Windows? Uh, I'm on Windows 11. Okay. Yeah, I am. Outlook. Michael Babcock, you got any insight on that? Or did you get booted? Sounds like he got booted. Okay, he's having technical oh, issues. There we go. Oh, no, oh, there, there you are. I think I'm back now. So, um, using Outlook, Michael, were you going to say something, D? No, I just did. I okay. I haven't yeah. seen that, so I just wasn't sure. If yeah. You were there. So, so are you booking the event, Debbie, in Outlook directly, or are you doing this in I've the Zoom done it client? In, well, I've done it in Zoom because I don't know how to get the link. I don't know how to get the link in. Like, if I've heard it's good to do it through Outlook, I do all my other calendar stuff in the outlook calendar but i am not sure how to do zoom that way without getting it first through zoom i have to get the link that way don't i so you may actually and i don't have the answer immediate answer for you right now just to preface it with that (laughs) but where i would look is look into um zoom and outlook integrations um i can do a quick google search but it probably won't be that quick right now uh but i believe that Zoom, um, when you book an event in Outlook and you invite people to it, you can set Outlook to automatically generate the Zoom link and add it to the calendar um, invitation automatically so you don't even have to go get it and copy it. So I think where you'd want to look is how to integrate Zoom with your Outlook calendar, and that might help you with figuring out what path to go to get those to work. Otherwise, what I just tried on the Mac, and again, I haven't tried it on Windows, is if I typed in a participant's name and then I hit enter, it looks like it adds that participant uh, if you're scheduling the meeting inside of Zoom. So I would try that if you haven't yet. I and did. Then, and then, Debbie, okay. the other yeah. thing is on your phone, you have to use the regular calendar app, but you can get the link and create an event in the regular calendar app. There'll be a place to put the link in there. Mm-hmm. And once you have the event all created, when you open up the event and edit it, there's a thing called invitees, and then you could invite people from there, and they will get all the event information as well as the link to the Zoom meeting. Hmm. Okay. Well, those are a bunch of good ideas. I will see what happens. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Restoria. Hello. Hello. I haven't backed up my information, so. Uh, oh, you should. A, if you have not, yes, you should. I know. I know. But I have a different problem this morning. I accidentally touched Zoom text and I don't have it and uh, a a new version of it. And and I can't get out of that screen. Can you give me a hint as to how I can get out of it? 
Which operating system are you on? Are you, I'm assuming you're on it's Windows. Windows 11. Okay. And oh. all, you know, it's everything. It shows uh, my name and everything, but I don't know how to get rid of Zoom Tech. So, are you trying to just get out of the Zoom Text window? Are you trying to exit Zoom Text? Yes, exit it. I guess. So, do you have Zoom Text with speech or just magnification? It was uh, magnification. Okay, so if you Alt Tab, you should be able to get to the Zoom Text window. Uh, I know there's a keystroke to do this. I'm not sure what it is, but if you Alt Tab to the Zoom Text window and press Alt F4. Uh, that should bring up a dialogue to exit Zoom Text, and you just press Enter. Alt Tab. Um, Alt Tab until you get mm -hmm. to the Zoom Text window, and then Alt F4 uh, will prompt you to close Zoom Text, and it will unmagnify everything. If you hold down the Tab key, and then mm -hmm. I mean the Alt key, and then you mm -hmm. continue, you tap the Tab key. That's going to mm -hmm. bring you to each open app that you have on your computer, right. and you'd be able to quit out of Zoom that way. That's what Michael Zoom was trying text. to explain mm -hmm. to you. Nope. Okay, Zoom so if still there. if, hey, if Marty, that's not working, then, oh, go ahead, Brad. Yeah, Command Caps Lock Control Caps Lock. You should bring the Zoom text user interface into focus, then Alt F4. Uh, mm -hmm. Then it's going to probably prompt you if this is really what you want to do. Select yes, and I should exit Zoom text. Where is command? Control, sorry. Oh, Control okay. caps lock U, is that what you said? Control caps lock and the letter U mm -hmm. should bring the Zoom text user interface into focus. And then yep. once. So, so what happens when you press Alt F4? Hold the when Alt I, key and press the F4 key at the top. It's still, it's just sitting there. It says my name. It and is it an shows. interesting one because. Okay. I'm sorry. And it shows what? It says your name and it shows and, what? Uh, like what would be at the bottom, you know, the uh, <clears throat> internet, the sign off uh, tab. So you're going to first need to enter your password to log into your computer. So I, I uh -huh. so I think that might be where the issue lies, um, is you're not actually signed in. So the keystrokes we're telling you to press aren't going to work because it's still on the sign-in screen. So if you tried entering your password and pressing enter by chance. Just, just enter it, although it doesn't come on. Okay. Try that and see if that works. And if it doesn't, then unfortunately, this sounds like it's going to be a little bit more troubleshooting, and I might have to point you at the Microsoft Disability Answer Desk if you haven't reached okay. out to them. All or right. Vispero. Thank you. No All worries. Right. All right, Nancy. Hey, Nancy. So, hello. Um, so, in my jaws, whenever I'm uh, just sitting at my computer doing whatever, whatever message it gives me, it repeats twice. How can I get it not to do that? So, if I'm understanding correctly, if you hear something from JAWS when you're just sitting at your computer and it reads something to you, it repeats it to you twice? Yes, and it also does that when I'm in Zoom and I'm going up and down names and when I'm hosting, I'll go up and down and it names. it says and each of the names uh, twice? Yes. So, where I would start, Nancy, and I don't have the keystroke, but I'll give you a keystroke so you can find the keystroke because you okay. know there's there's a lot of keystrokes in Jaws. I but know. What I would what I would start doing is there's an option to re to temporarily reset your Jaws to factory defaults, which means it'll go back and take all the customizations you've you've implemented out of your Jaws. Mm -hmm. um, you can go back to where you are currently, but you can temporarily go to factory settings and then see if you still encounter it. If you do, then that tells you it's one of the settings that you have modified. And at that point, it's going to be a process of trying to figure out what that setting is. Um, but it sounds like there could be a setting that got changed somewhere at some point. So okay. if, if you do JAWS key space, which will put you into the layered keys, and you press the J key, that'll put you in the JAWS command search. And in that search, you can type in factory or reset. I think it will come up under reset. And that'll give you the keystrokes to be able to perform that, okay? 
Okay. And then temporarily, does it is it on a timer thing or do I have to toggle it back uh, off? I believe if I recall right, and you can text me or email me and we'll see if I get back to you. I mean, you can try to get a hold of me. Uh, but I believe if, if I recall right, and you can look that up too, it will reset to your current settings after you restart JAWS. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. All yep, right. Give that a try. It sounds to me like it could be a script or focus issue, but that's where I would start by trying. And someone else might have some alternative ideas too if they want to raise their hand. Okay. And the other thing I wanted to say is, um, in, in for Ibrahim, I I believe the setting to turn off the volume limit is either in music settings or in accessibility settings to okay. turn off the vo- the volume limit for his headphones. So. Anyway. Good places to check. Yeah. Definitely. Also, another suggestion for you is maybe try rebooting your computer. Just do like a restart on it. See if that helps. Okay. Sometimes that All solves right. problems. It's kind of a, yeah. a weird thing, but, you know, when you restart your computer, <laughs> sometimes it solves issues that you go, oh, great. Okay. Problem solved, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, it's never only that easy. Oh, every once in a while, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. next All right. Thank you. Thanks, Nancy. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, Nolan. Hey, Nolan. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes. Okay, so um, I use two backup methods. I use, I, I back up my iPhone directly to the, I use iCloud backup, and I also use the Finder in macOS to back it up locally so I have two copies in case if there's a problem um and also um I am experiencing a un an unsafe uh situation that I've experienced this morning when I was trying to sync music to my phone using the music scroll area with voiceover. I did not appreciate um, Finder locking up on me. I tried shutting the computer down and it's still popping up indicating that uh, the iPhone is trying to be synced and it keeps thinking and I had to force it to shut down due to its bad behavior. And I'm wondering if there's a problem with Mac OS, if there's a way to fix it. What computer are you on? Uh, the mid-2014 21.5-inch Apple iMac. So you're on Intel still? Correct. Mac OS Big Sur. Uh, yeah. And are using, was, what's, what are you using for the, the music? Are you using a music service like Apple Music or... What no, I'm taking I'm taking music CDs that I have imported mm-hmm. uh, and putting them into the putting them into my iTunes account that's on my phone and stuff and doing it that way. These things are going like there's just going to be times where Mac OS is going to have issues syncing to an iPhone. Um, okay. It, it just, it happens even on newer Macs. It's okay. one of those things that uh, things happen and just unplug the phone until it's to synchronize again. And uh, hopefully it won't lock up. But as, as hardware gets older and operating systems get newer, there is, you know, slowdown. So okay. um, it could be any number of things there, but I would just, Restart the computer, try the sync again. You know, sometimes just force shutdown is needed. It happens, you know, at the best and the worst of times. So, okay. If it happens again, should I call Apple Accessibility and report it to them and let them know so that they can check it? I mean, if- you could do that, but uh, in this situation, they might tell you that you're going to have things that are really outdated due to the computer being that old and the okay. old operating system that you're running because like your phone, I'm assuming is much newer than that. You know, is that, yep, is that, that true? makes a lot of sense. So as the problem is, as things progress moving forward, 
if you're on a Mac platform and you're still running an older operating system, a lot of times the apps and things like that, they aren't able to update because they update with the whole operating system on a Mac. So right. you can't just update mail or stuff like that. You have to yeah, get the whole operating sense. system. But I would make sure you have all your security uh, updates done. And if you have a, a moment when your finder crashed, I would try and just go to the Apple and go to restart, restart your computer. Sometimes that'll clean things up and make sure that your security updates at least yeah, are I've up also, to date. I've also tried force quitting Finder and that did not... You can't quit Finder, unfortunately. Okay. If Finder yeah. is always running in the background. Well, if you, you can. You could, but, but you don't want to do that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, thank you guys for your help and I appreciate you guys uh, giving me some suggestions and I appreciate it. And uh, Yeah, no problem. I honestly... Um, I'll have to make sure if I were to get a new Apple iMac, I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll, uh, I'll have to upgrade and make some changes if I have to. And I really don't want to, the problem is, is I don't want to wipe the hard drive completely either because it's got both my sister's stuff on it and my stuff. So I don't want to. Well, you wouldn't need to wipe the hard drive. And if you're going to get a brand new iMac, like one that just came out. If I was mm-hmm. you, I would only back up your data on your old computer that you're using right now. And yep. then I would take your data itself and I would bring it onto the new computer that way. That because makes a lot of sense. your computer's old and you don't want to bring any old problems, any old issues, or maybe outdated software onto a new computer, especially going from Intel to uh, an M series computer. So. Right. If I was you, I would just back up all of your documents, files, all of that stuff separately from the operating system. And yes. the easiest way to do that would be to find your home folder and just drag your home folder onto an external hard drive. And then all of your documents and all that stuff should be there. And you can bring it to the new computer and then bring over what you need. Okay. Yeah. Cause what I did is I've backed up, like I've backed up my, I, I've backed up everything to an external hard drive so that if I were to bring stuff over, I could, but I would have to, I can even, if I have to, I can probably copy my home folder and stuff and just put it on the hard drive, on the external hard drive, and then just carry everything over rather than bring the old software and stuff. Correct. That, yep. Okay. That, that would perfect. be the problem. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Yep, I good luck. It. Thank yep. you. Yep, no problem. All right, Brad, who we got? Yes, we have Greg on stage. Well, gee, go ahead. I'm on stage. I always feel so like I'm on stage. I always feel like I should perform or something. Anyway, hey, guys, Michael yep. Squared and Marty, how are you guys doing? Good, good. Thank you. And you? Good, good. Um, so my question is this. Um, Every week I seem to have a new question, but um, my Gmail is reading to me double. So it's reading to me, I'm using the Gmail um, basic HTML version, which I hear is going away, which makes me so sad, but it's reading to me in duplicate almost. In other words, it'll read to me like it doesn't matter if it's a table or if it's a row or anyway. Have you guys heard of this? It's like reading. It's reading to me the message. So, two questions. Number one, is this with Jaws Triple G? Yes, it is with. Jaws, okay. Yes. And and number two, is this only happening on the basic HTML view, or is it happening at other places on the web? It's happening with the basic HTML view. So I have not encountered this. Granted, I have not used basic HTML probably in like ten years. So what I would 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 suggest is. A, get familiar with what Freedom Scientific slash Vespero has been providing with teaching people how to use standard view of Gmail um, and experiment with that to see if that works better for you because you're right. uh, You've got less than three weeks left of that basic HTML view. Uh, As of February 1st, it's going away. So in my opinion, you might as well get familiar with the standard view instead of worrying about troubleshooting the basic HTML view. Okay, that makes a whole lot of sense. 
No, uh, no, don't mean to be mean about it, but I think that would be the best productivity uh, use of the time. Um, as I said, Vespero has some amazing webinars, uh, both held and in ACB community and I believe on their uh, own training page, talking about using Gmail's standard view. Um, and I think it's very important people start to get familiar with that if they haven't yet. Okay. Okay. Well, great. Thanks, Triple G. Thank you, Michael. Yep. Thanks. Thanks Have a good Doug. one. Good luck. Brad, anybody else? No, we're clear over here. Okay, Thank cool. you. All right. Pam. Hey, Pam. Hey, Pam. Hello. Uh, as far as the backing up goes, I my Mac, I have, um, I keep it backed up on a um, an external hard drive. My iPhone, I normally just back it up to the cloud, iCloud. Uh, occasionally, if I'm, Getting a new phone, I uh, have been known to back it up to my computer. Uh, but, you know, I haven't done that in so long. And and the way you do it now has changed. So uh, <laughs> I'll have to figure out how to do it now. Um, but the setting for Ibrahim is you're going to go to settings. Uh, let me actually find it again. Uh, Okay, you're going to go to settings, you're going to go to accessibility, you're going to scroll down to the hearing section where they have the things about the hearing aids and all those settings. You're going to scroll to audio and audio visual, and you're going to go to, well, let me find it again. It, it, um, it jumped out of there. It's called... Let's see. Well, as soon as I find it, audio and visual, it is called headphone notifications. And you want to, if you don't want to be notified uh, what the um, decibels and all that that you're getting through your headphones, you want to turn headphone notifications off. And it's just a toggle. Awesome. Thanks, Pam. Perfect, Pam. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Beth. Hey, Beth. You're muted, Beth. Should we come back to her? Maybe she stepped away. You might have to hit that F6 key and tab to OK. Uh-huh. All right, Sharon. We'll go to Sharon. Hey, Sharon. Same problem. Uh-huh. Sharon? <laughs> I know you were unmuted earlier. There we go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Sorry. No problem. Okay. Um, okay. I have three quick questions. First of all, refresh my memory as to how to get on to um, IACast, because I did it once before, and it was hard to find. Um, the second question is, and I think I got a good explanation of this the other night, but I wanted to make sure, with Apple Books, uh, if you order an ebook, VoiceOver will read, will read it. Is that correct? And the yeah. final one is, um, on the iPhone, there's something called Keychain. Is that a valid and secure way to keep passwords? Those are yeah. my... Okay. Yeah. 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 That's good. And VoiceOver will right. read the books app. So if you have books, mm-hmm. you can do uh, use VoiceOver to read your books. And then uh, for your first question, I guess we're going backwards. Right. Your first that's question, okay. what you're trying to get on on your phone or computer? Oh, and oh the overcast. Which, yeah. Yeah. So are you trying to get phone. the podcast or are you trying to hear yeah. the stream like the radio? No, no, the podcast. So you could just in Overcast, I think when you go to look for a podcast, you could type in IACast and there's, uh, you could do IACast or IACast Network. Oh, um, I, you know what? I think it's Network. I think that's what gets, I had it before and mm-hmm. I had let it go, but I think you're right. It's IACast Network. Okay. Yep, you could look for both and okay. the network will give you all of the content. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm unmuted now. Yes, ma'am. I, okay. Hold on, Beth. Gotcha. We'll come right back to you. Okay. Uh, Michael Doyce, do you want to also just real quick let people know how they can get on the stream if that's something they want to listen to? So also, all of our content can be found in the iAccessibility app. And also, if you want to get to the radio station, iacast.net slash listen is how you can get to the radio. Or again, there's a button in the iAccessibility app for iOS. Um, You could also go to iacast.net in your web browser to get to all of the content, show notes, and all that kind of stuff. Hey, you ready for Beth? Yep, let's go ahead, Beth. 
Yeah, I was going to, um, yeah, my phone does that once in a while. I, it, it's frustrating. Some, sometimes phone does things that frustrates me. And I um, like uh, notifications, you know, I tried to like, like to say I was um, reading something or whatever. And I tried to put Facebook off because it always speaks my notifications and, and I couldn't get it off. It just, it wouldn't say notification off or anything. So I don't know because I go to settings and the it has apps and everything. And I just can't, it just doesn't go off. It just says something about alerts, badges, uh, but doesn't go off. So, hello? So, yeah. Are you trying, do you have a mute setting on is what I'm wondering? Um, which phone do you have um, again, Beth? I have an iPhone 13. So there's two places where you can actually mute the audio on your phone. One would be in the control center. And the second is an actual physical button. If you're holding the phone in front of you mm -hmm. on the left side, there's going to be the volume buttons. And then above that, there's a little tiny rocker button. Sometimes that gets oh. bumped and it mutes your phone and it yeah. takes the audio away. So you want to make sure that either that is in the position that you want it to be so that you can hear your audio first thing. And then there's also one in the control center as well, where you can okay. mute your audio and all that. So you want to check those two places and make sure that you do have the audio turned on. It's not muted. If it's muted, then you'll just get the, the banner and like a vibration, but you won't get an audio alert. So you yeah, want to check I those two places. I see that mute. Sometimes it's hard for me to, Yet I I can can get it with my fingernail, you know. Sometimes sometimes you know because it's like in in there. So yeah, and sometimes you don't even realize that you actually bumped it, you know, for a while, and all of a sudden, why right. is the phone not making any any noise? So, but that's where I would start with check. The only other thing you can do is go into notifications. Each app has got its own notifications. So, like if you're looking for a particular thing that's not making any noise. Uh, you might want to go in there and make sure that you have the audio turned on for that particular app in notifications, which would be right. settings and then notifications. And then you scroll down to whatever app it is you're trying to um, change the notification settings on. Okay, yeah. And I also was wondering about YouTube TV. because I'm thinking about getting rid of my cable and getting that is, you know, I have to first check out how much I'm paying for internet. You know, if it's worth it, because cable is going up, as a lot of you probably know. So yeah. YouTube TV, is that a good like, it, to have? It really all depends it? on what you're looking for to watch. The thing now is that before it used to be, you know, one, Netflix has most everything. You can get Netflix and, and be good, right? But now every, you know, provider has their own streaming service, their own app or whatever, you know? So mm -hmm. you got to figure out what is it that you're looking for to watch and where is that? And then how much is that going to cost you? And that's how you would kind of decide what streaming service that you want to go with. Right. Cause now I have Peacock, which can be a challenge. You know, I, well, I can, I can do it, but you know, you have to really. <laughs> Every app is going to be button. a little bit different. Some will work better than others. You know, it's kind of uh, a little bit of a, wild wild west you're going to just have to figure out what you're looking for where the shows are that you want and what a lot of people do is let's say there's a show on peacock they'll watch the season of that show and when that's over another show may come on hulu and then they'll turn off peacock and turn on hulu and it kind of turns into chasing the things you want to watch around so it's a little bit of a trial yeah. and error kind of a thing there's not going to be any 100% yeah. thing that's just going to cover all your bases unless you get like a satellite or a cable service. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it's like, there's no point in getting, unless I watch a lot of like, cause I watch a lot of things on Hulu, but I don't have Hulu, but may maybe Peacock and Hulu and get rid of my cable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll just have to play around and see what's going to be the best option for you. Yeah. Okay. All right, thank Beth. You. Well, thanks a lot. Mm hmm. Thanks, David. Hey, David, how's it going? Hi, everyone. Um, hey, I, I wanted to offer two comments. Um, first, regarding just the last uh, participant that you had on, uh, I think it was Beth about YouTube TV. Yep. So 
I think in the case of YouTube TV, because they are primarily a live TV service for watching the typical channels that you would expect on cable and satellite, the, you, you were what, what you said, Marty, was right. But in the case of things like YouTube TV or Hulu Live as opposed to Hulu On Demand, you have to ask yourself, what channels um, am I hoping to watch? And then find out if that service has your channels. So if you're a fan of, you know, my wife likes Animal Planet. And if we were going to go to one of those services, I would want to know, okay, does the service have the Animal Planet channel as an option? And if they don't, then you might say, well, I, I don't know if this is the best choice. So you really have to say, okay, what are my favorite channels? Do I like CNN or ESPN? And then does the service that I'm going to subscribe to have that? And you should be able to find that out by going on the website. They should have a list of uh, channels. Um, when I used the app last, it was pretty accessible, but that was a long time ago and things may have changed. Um, but that's what I would say about YouTube TV is think about what channels you currently watch on your cable provider and what channels do you feel you absolutely can't live without and then find out if the service you're going to subscribe to uh, has that. And David, um, you can uh, chime in if I'm wrong on this, but live on any YouTube or any of those other channels are going to be a lot more expensive than the watch on demand, right? Like YouTube live opposed to Hulu on demand where you just find what they already have available. Oh, very much so. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, mm -hmm. the, even though the streaming services are going up in price, um, you're still going to pay more for one of the live on demand things. I remember YouTube TV used to be, I think, 35 a month, and that was pretty good at the time. But now it's, um, it's a bit more. Um, but it still may be cheaper than what you're paying for with cable. And again, it just depends on what channels you currently have with your cable provider now and which ones you're thinking of, of uh, subscribing to and or which ones cable, you want to watch. And even cable providers are now offering streaming services like Spectrum. You can just get their streaming uh, package, which has all the same channels as if you get a cable box for the yes. same prices like YouTube TV and uh, Hulu TV, live TV. So it just depends on which one is your preference. And one yep. last thing I'll throw in here is the cable channels now, all the cable service stations, they're obviously in a lot of competition because everyone's going to streaming. So if there's certain channels, like David was saying, Animal Planet, ESPN, any of those, you can always try and call the cable your cable provider and let them know, hey, you're within a budget. Can you get an a la carte kind of a thing and see if they can do it for you within a budget and just make it easy for you instead of having to try and go figure out where all of the different services or channels are on all the random apps. So, I mean, you can do that. A lot of times they will try to work with you to keep you as a customer. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to call and see what they can do for you before you're thinking about uh, before you decide to leave them. Um, the other thing I wanted to comment on was Nancy's earlier question. And Michael Babcock, what you gave her was absolutely right. You had suggested that in order to troubleshoot whether her uh, JAWS is um, corrupted in some way to go into the default mode. Um, the keystroke for that is insert space, which is the layered keystroke followed by the letter Z as in Zulu. And when you do that, you're going to hear a really cryptic um, message. They really should change this because <laughs> it's, it's a little weird. But it'll say something like um, default user directory mode. Mm -hmm. And what should happen, what is supposed to happen is it goes into all of the default settings that you first that you first get when you initially install JAWS. So Michael is right. It's a good way of, if your JAWS is doing something that it shouldn't be doing, it's a good way of determining, you know, okay, is it, is it JAWS or is it something in my settings? And uh, what is supposed to happen is that eloquence should come on at the default 
voice and the default speed because that's what you get when you first install JAWS. However, due to some weird bugs, what sometimes might happen is you'll either get the uh, Allison uh, voice from Nuance or you might get eloquence at a very, very high pitch or high rate of speed. Um, that is not supposed to happen, but it can happen. So when when it does, just be prepared to do a Control-Alt page down to slow that speech down, and you may have to go into the JAWS settings to make adjustments to the voice. Um, but it will help you to, once you do that, JAWS will behave as it does when you first install it. And I've had to do that several times in order to determine, okay, is, is, is the bug in JAWS or is the bug in my JAWS profile? If it is in your profile, so if JAWS behaves normally when you go into the default mode, by the way, if you press insert space in the letter Z again, it toggles off the default mode back into your settings. And if you find that JAWS is behaving um, normally in the default mode, but improperly in you know, your mode with your settings, you, there are several things you could do. You could reinstall JAWS and do a repair. Um, if, you, if you know how to find it, you can go into your settings folder and look for the configuration files. So if it's if it's Word that's behaving very strangely, you could go to, I think it's word.jcf in your settings folder, and I wouldn't delete it, but rename it to something else in case you have to go back to it. Um, so I don't want to go into all the other details about how to do that because it'll go into the weeds. But the bottom line is if you press insert space and the letter Z is in Zulu, that will toggle JAWS from going uh, in and out of its default uh, mode. And it'll say something like default user directory mode. Um, so that, that's that's what I wanted to to offer for that. Awesome. Thank you, David. Thanks, David. I appreciate it. Appreciate no that keystroke because I had forgotten it and it works. It says default alternate user directory mode is what Jaws yes. says. So, uh, and that is a toggle. So you can do that Jaws key space Z to toggled off, as David said, and uh, turning Jaws off and restarting, which means restarting your computer should take you back to your settings. Thanks, David. Who do we got next there, Sheila? Gregory. <clears throat> hey, Gregory. Hello, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. And now lowered. Yeah, um, after I updated... Um, my jaws to the latest uh, software. I Jonathan has left the meeting. When I uh, open up my HP uh, PC and it goes to the um, desktop, it automatically starts reading my desktop icons automatically. And then some other time I'll, re I'll open up, turn on my computer, it'll start reading them in Greek. Have you heard of this? Is it, is it some kind of setting in the new setting or so? Where I would start is kind of what, we, what David was just talking about, too, okay. Okay. Uh, to see if that's the case. Because that's strange. I've never had it. Actually, I, I lie. I have had it automatically read desktop icons, but it doesn't happen to me consistently. So I'm uh, not um, sure what could yeah. be causing that. Yeah, it's not consistent. But, uh, I mean, I've heard it reading, it, reading them in Greek. Delta, no. this, delta that. That's weird. Yeah. That is strange. Yes. that's. I mean, okay. Yep. And, and Greg, one thing to bring up to you that I like to mention to people, uh, because it is a good resource, is there is the Microsoft Disability Answer Desk. So if your icons are read to you in Greek and it just it's it keeps giving you that information, it might be advantageous to reach out to them because they can actually see what's going on on your screen. It's random. You, it's oh, random. it's random. Does yeah. When it switches to Greek, does it stay Greek for a little no, bit? Or does um, it go? No. No, I'll, ah. turn, I'll, I'll go back and it'll start. It'll, and sometimes it doesn't read the icons. Huh. Yeah, try try uh, the JAWS key space Z and for a little yeah. while and see if that gives you a better experience. And then start experimenting with modifying some settings there um, okay. to see if that fixes it. Okay. Yeah. And Microsoft accessibility is a great asset. It's very good. It is. And if you have access to Be My Eyes, it's really awesome when you can just call them on video chat and they can just video with you and help you as well. So, I've forgotten about that. Yep. It's under specialized assistance and they're also working with some AI. So if you tell it the problems that you're having, 
It'll ask you questions about the assistive technology you're at, you're using, and then suggest some solutions for you. And if it's not able to assist you, then you always have the option like you do in Be My AI to just call someone from Be My Eyes. So pretty cool to play with. Thank you very much. Have a good no day. No worries. Yep. You Who too. Who's next, Sheila? Hank. Hey, Hank. You're muted, Hank. You may need to hit F6 to get that got it button. F6 followed by tab. Or if you're on the Mac, command grave accent because that's useful. All right. We'll go to Eugenia. We'll come back to Hank. Good morning. Hey, How are you? Hi. I'm doing great. Thank you. I have a question. I have um, here the M1 for, and I was, we were looking with somebody at, at something, turn off voiceover, and the keyboard. Hello? Yeah, we can hear you're, Eugenia. You're good. Go ahead. Go ahead, Eugenia. Oh, oh I heard somebody talk. Uh, yeah, and, and the keyboard uh, was typing. The voice was keep, uh, kept talking. The iPad, it didn't talk. Still connected somehow. To are the, you, on, are you uh, asking about an iPad or your computer? iPad. iPad Air. And, and M, M1 iPad Air. So... What you should try to do is a three-finger double tap or triple tap, turn speech on and off. It doesn't turn voiceover on and off. It just turns the speech on and off. Oh, okay. Three-finger triple tap. Three-finger triple tap. Okay. So sometimes yeah. people do that on accident. And they don't do realize that. what they did. But if, yeah. if you can't do that, then you could also turn off voiceover with Siri wait a second, and then turn voiceover back on again. So you would invoke Siri and say, turn off voiceover, then wait a second, okay. but then invoke Siri again, and then say, turn on voiceover. And when you do that, it should bring the speech back on again. I think what's happened, you know, I, I was I was going through settings and anything that will be the reason that this was happening. It's kind of a weird thing because if you're using voiceover, you would think if you need it, you would never want to have your speech off. But there is a way to turn the speech on and off without turning voiceover on and oh, off. Right. And it's a little yeah, bit kind of weird. To, so Yeah, I, I can I know how to sometimes yes. Okay. Okay. Good luck. Hopefully that'll work out for you. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yep, no problem. Okay, we're almost to Tent Hill and <laughs> you have two hands. So Hank, you are unmuted. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Um, uh, uh, are you guys familiar with the uh, program Recover? No, I'm not. Michael's either. You guys are. I am not. Nope. Oh, that's that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it's a recovery program. It's supposed to recover uh, uh, deleted files, mm -hmm. and uh, and it crashes on. Uh, it crashes as soon as you turn it on. And this morning it went all the way to 98% and then crashed. And, mm. uh, and I have notified them and, uh, I, I don't get any, uh, any reaction from them. And looking back, uh, it's, it looks like that they've had this kind of problem going on since, uh, 2016. And, and if uh, it's not resolved, you might want to look at other options out there. There's a lot of backup options out there that you can use. You might want to try something different. <clears throat> do you know of any uh any good recovery program what kind I'm of computer do you have well, you're on windows i'm assuming correct i have uh i i, I have uh windows 10 okay and, Michael, uh, go ahead sorry go uh so i was just saying i don't know of a recovery uh program to use there may be some other people who have a suggestion for one because especially when it comes to accessibility as well. I have not used those type of utilities though, but as Marty was saying, if they haven't fixed it in the last seven years, it might be worth moving on. Um, and hopefully someone will have a, a solution for you. One other thing I'm going to suggest too, or let you know about is you could be having an issue with your actual physical hard drive itself. And that may be why the software is not able to complete the backup. So that might be something to look into as well. Well, I've done it on two computers and it did the same thing. So it's, uh, it, it's not, uh, I don't think it's there. I would but, research uh, and maybe I, find I, some other software because it sounds I'm like this to, is one. I'm initial. trying to find a, I'm trying to find a way to get, uh, somehow or another, uh, uh, the SD card says, uh, you need to format this drive. And, 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 uh, and, and, uh, a week ago there was, uh, uh, it was full, you know, David, do you now, want to chime in real quick? Because it looks like you have a comment on this. Um, 
I didn't have much to say about this, except that um, when you talk about this uh, this program, uh, is it R-E-C-U-V-A as in Recover? Yes. Oh yeah, that's an undelete program. So it's um, it's it's for recovering deleted or lost files. It's made by the same company that does CCleaner, actually. Yes, yes, I, um, I understand that, but uh, right. you know, uh, the problem is it uh, uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> When's the last time you downloaded it? Uh, I just uh, updated it this morning. Oh, interesting. I'll take a look at that because I, I do have that and I have not run into that problem. So I'm wondering if Marty is kind of on the right track that maybe it's, um, I don't know, there's something about your hard drive. Do you have an SSD or do you have a standard uh, hard disk drive, a spinning drive? I have a uh, SSD. Hmm. Well, I, I could be a compatibility know. issue. It could be any number of things, really. Yeah. yeah, but I, I see uh, if I did this on two computers and stuff like that, uh, then uh, it is a problem with the program. So, but I sent them a screenshot of all of this once, and and uh, and and so uh, it still has the same issue. So uh, I don't know what they're going to do. And we are running out of time. We have maybe one more question, and that's going to be all we're going to have time for. Would you guys please send me an email uh, for your email address? You can email us at feedback at unmute.show. Feedback unmute. Oh, oh, feedback at unmute.show. Dot show. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks Thank a lot. All right. No problem. Restoria. Hey, Restoria. Yeah. Can you give me the number for the disability line, please? Um, Microsoft. Do you, do you know what it is, Michael, off the top of your head? So I should have it memorized, but I do not. However, oh, okay. it is 1-800-936-5900. And again, they're also available on the Be My Eyes application under specialized assistance. Thank you so much. No problem. No problem. Is Pam the last one? Pam, you yeah. want to try and make uh -huh. it super fast? We got yes, just very quickly. So, someone, someone said that the um, toggling speech on and off is a three-finger triple tap. That happens to be screen curtain. So it is a three finger double tap. Yep. Thank you. So thank you for that correction. Thanks, Pam. Pam. Appreciate that. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Thanks so much. Uh, we will be here at the same time next week. So hope to see you guys back. As always, Brad, Sheila, thank you so much for all you do and all of your assistance. And everybody have a great week. Check out Mac Bites with Bits tonight. That'll be going on at 8 Eastern. And everybody have a great week. And we'll see you next time.